the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. Christ didn't simply heal a paralyzed man. He transformed him, both physically and spiritually. Those who are saved understand the very physical and spiritual relationship they have with Jesus Christ. If you know this, want this for someone else or for yourself, keep listening. The Transformative Power of Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. This is Pastor John Allworth. It's uh, good to be with you live here from the KKHT studios. I'm going to preach today on deliverance, redemption, and restoration. Because God wants to deliver you from whatever you're dealing with. He's already redeemed you if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And he wants to restore you. He doesn't want to just deliver you from your situation. He wants to completely restore you. And these concepts are very related. Uh, First, I have to say a personal note. Today would be my last uh, Monday broadcast on the transformative power of Christ. I will still be on the radio on Wednesdays at 530 with Recovery Radio Houston, but um, between pastoring a church on Sundays, um, practicing law full-time during the week, two radio shows, a wife, and we're raising our nine-year-old niece, break every chain ministry on Friday nights. Um, I just had to had to make the decision to cut back. But you can join us at 240 West 18th Street, Sunday nights in the Heights, every Sunday at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, and, and hear Bible-based, uh, Bible-based sermons. Uh, we're a spirit-filled, Bible-based, non-denominational church, and I would love to meet you. We had a great service last night. You know, the, the praise and worship was just, just anointed. It was wonderful. And it really, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit walked in when when we walked in as believers. The the Holy Spirit indwells within us. But uh, the presence was strong last night, and it really fired me up uh, when uh, it was time to to preach. And we had some guests from the Open Door Mission there, and it was just a, a wonderful evening. We'd love for you to join us. We're a church plant in the middle of Houston, 77008-240 West 18th Street. Come and join us. Uh, we have a good time. We really enjoy it. Okay, so these concepts, as I said, are very similar. Uh, deliverance means the act of being rescued or set free. John eight thirty six, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen. Uh, and in Christ, we have redemption and have been redeemed. And redeem means to purchase back, to ransom, to liberate or rescue from captivity or bondage, to deliver from. So again, these concepts are very, very similar. In Titus. Chapter 2, verses 11 through 14, we have, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify himself, his own special people, Zealous for good works. Hallelujah. I mean, we if you're listening to my voice and you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've been redeemed. Do you know that you've also been delivered? Many of us have the concept of deliverance in our minds as, 
as deliverance from demonic possession. But the truth of the matter is we've all been rescued or set free. We've been delivered. And when we go through seasons of things, and we're going to talk about that a little bit, as we go through this, I want to talk about what you need to do when you're going through seasons of difficulty, illness, lose your job, times of depression, whatever you're going through, breakups, whatever you're going through, you need to be delivered from that. You don't just need prayer. You need to be delivered from it. And God is the great deliverer. But you've been redeemed if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, because you've been set free from the lawless deeds that we all did. We've all been delivered because we all were in, a, in our natural state of sin. But when we accept Jesus Christ, he no longer sees the sin. God no longer sees the sin. It's as far from the east as the west. We've been redeemed. And in Psalm 107, too, the psalmist writes, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Or another translation, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. I love that because, you see, I've lived through deliverance. I've lived through, I've been called out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. It's nothing I did. It's what he did. All glory to God. He is so wonderful. But I lived most of my life not really knowing Jesus. I had a belief in God. I would pray 911 prayers when something particularly bad happened. Promise God I'd never do it again and then go right back to it because I didn't know Jesus. I didn't have an intimate relationship with him. And when that changed, when I went through rehab and got sober and got my mind right, and as the prodigal son came to my senses, then everything changed, and I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, and I surrendered, and I've been redeemed, and so have you. First Peter one eighteen through 21 says, Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, like silver or gold, from your aimless conduct. Boy, I tell you, i got to break there. I did a lot of aimless conduct before I came to Christ. It got me nowhere. It, 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 you know, it's, it's like the things I was chasing. It's like holding a bucket with a hole in it. You keep pouring water into it, and it just sleeps out. It never fulfilled me. It was only when I came to Christ that I understood the peace that surpasses all understanding, that I began to get filled with something that was really meaningful, and that's my relationship with him. Well, let me go back to this. Corruptible things like gold or silver from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ— as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Skipping down a little bit, he was slain to offer salvation to every tribe, to every tongue, to every people, and to every nation, because he is our Redeemer. He is such a good God. He's such a good God. He wants no man to be condemned, but everyone to come to salvation, to repentance, to a relationship with him. Job, have you considered my servant Job? Job, <laughs> sorry, I got ahead of myself. Have you considered my servant Job? What a man to have gone through what he did. We're going to talk about that when we go through seasons. But Job said, "For I know that my redeemer lives, and he shall stand at last on the earth." Psalms seven eight seventy eight thirty five. The psalmist wrote, "Then they remembered that God was their rock, and the Most High God, their redeemer." Redemption means to be repurchase of captured goods or prisoners, the act of procuring the deliverance of persons or things from the possession and power of captors. There are so many people. The reason that we established our church in a very difficult time, in a pandemic, in the middle of the city, not the greatest place for a spirit-filled church to go, but it's where God brought us to. It's where God called us to because there are too many people out there that are lost, that have been captured. They haven't been redeemed yet. They need to find Jesus Christ before it's too late. You know, 
No one knows the time or hour when Jesus is coming back, but so many people that I know and respect believe it's soon. And whether or not it's soon or not, you could be driving on the highway right now and get hit by a Mack truck. We never know what time we have on this earth. Today is the day of salvation. We've been called into the middle of the city. We had a meeting on Thursday about our ministry outreaches. We're involved with the Open Door Mission. We're involved with with this uh, addicted and homeless men. We're involved with Hope for All in Jesus Prison Ministry. I'm going to have one of their representatives on the radio on Wednesday. You know, we're reaching out in the community because we don't want to just be hearers of the word. We want to be doers of the word. If you want to get in on the ground floor of an exciting church where we're led by the Holy Spirit and we believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and we believe that God put us on this earth to reach out and to help other people, then join us on Sunday nights at 6 p.m. at 240 West 18th Street. We'd love to meet you. We're an encouraging church. We just want to show the love of Christ, the light of Christ, when you come into our our building. Redemption, even in the Webster's, the action of saving or being saved from sin, error, or evil. There's a lot of evil out there, folks. We can't turn on the TV without seeing Colossians 1.13, he has delivered us from the power of darkness, hallelujah, and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love, God is love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. My little niece that we're raising, she's nine, well, she's going to be nine, and she asks me all the time, what's the biggest number in the world? She's fascinated by that. And I tell her it's all the sins that Christ nailed to the cross when he went, when he considered himself not above us, but humbled himself to the death, to the death of a cro- on the cross. And he nailed all those sins for each and every one of us. The creator of the universe loves you so much, he died for your sins, each and every one of them. 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Amen. You know, we can only be redeemed. We're only washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. There is no other way. There's no other way to the Father than through Jesus. But when we get that redemption, when we accept him as our Lord and Savior, and we get that redemption down in our soul, everything changes. It's such a wonderful feeling to be born again into his kingdom. I want it for everyone that can hear my voice. It's God's been so good to me. That's why I'm on this radio today. That's why I started a church, even though I practice law full time at my age. That's why I'm going to be on Wednesday on Recovery Radio. And we're going to, Recovery Radio, by the way, we have guests, people that are work, doing kingdom work out in the community to give hope to people. We'll probably do a little more preaching on there since uh, this show was. I just don't have enough time to do everything right. I want the things that God has assigned to me. I want to do them well. So let's switch to deliverance. Very similar in concept. God is the great deliverer. The Bible tells us that by God's powers, we are delivered from the present evil age. Galatians 1.4. Colossians 1.13, we're delivered from the power of Satan's reign. And we're going to talk about that deliverance and the authority that you have to not only control your own life and, and to to be delivered from whatever. I don't think Christians can be possessed by demons, but you can be influenced by them. They're everywhere. And how you can be delivered from those things that are oppressing you, generational curses and pornography and things that, that you can't seem to stop. 
Jesus Christ, who was delivered up for us so that we would be delivered from the consequences of our sin, Romans 4.25. Indeed, Paul asks, I love Romans, it reads to me like a, a recovery, you know, the Bible's a book about recovery. We call ourselves a, we are a non-denominational, Bible-based, spirit-filled church, but also a recovery church, because every, I don't care, people think recovery is only drugs and alcohol, we're all recovering from something. We all go through, Jesus said, we'd all go through trials and tribulations, and anybody that's lived a while goes through them. We go through difficulties. And so the Bible's a book about recovery and how we get over those difficulties and where we put our emphasis and who we put our faith in, and that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So Paul asks in Romans seven twenty four, who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Or who will rescue me from this life of sin and death? He answers it, thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. I would dare argue that, that deliverance was Jesus' signature ministry. He delivered people from demonic possession. He delivered people from sickness. He delivered people from blindness. Indeed, he delivers us from death by the power of the cross and the power of the resurrection. He is the great deliverer. We see the theme of deliverance throughout the Bible. It's not preached enough. God delivers his people out of Egypt in chapter 3. The psalmist right throughout throughout the Bible, throughout the, the chapter, Psalm 39.8, deliver me from all my transgressions. God has called the deliverer three times in Psalm 91. As I said earlier, I've been delivered. I've been set free. Praise God. We had people in our church last night. We had a man come up in May who was dealing with all kinds of drug issues and he asked for the power of the Holy Spirit to deliver him and he was delivered on the spot and he's been just on fire for the Lord since then. We've had we had people there that have testified and, and given their testimony and break every chain that have been in prison, have been delivered there in prison cells, people that were delivered from all kinds of things. They've given incredible testimonies, drug addiction. There's power in the Holy Spirit. God has the power to deliver you, whatever you're going through right now. The Lord's Prayer says, deliver us from evil. And 1 Peter 5, 8 says, be alert and sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. But we don't have to be afraid of him because we can call on the power in the name of Jesus Christ. The demons flee. You know, I broke up my sermon, and I guess I'll do it today again with a, a little joke. It's not really theologically correct, but it is kind of funny. One day, there was a beautiful Sunday morning, and everybody gathered in church. We're talking about their friends and their family, and suddenly at the altar, Satan appeared. Oh, and everyone ran screaming out of the church. They wanted to be away from evil incarnate, except for one woman. She sat there, and Satan said, well, aren't you afraid of me? And the woman said, nah, I'm not. Satan said, well, why aren't you afraid of me? She says, because I've been married to your brother for the last 20 years. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, we don't have to be afraid as Christians. God's got us in the palm of our, his hand. No matter what happens to us, Paul said to die is to gain. When we look at, at near-death experiences, people say the same thing. They see the light. They feel a love beyond anything they've ever felt on this earth. And they don't want to come back. There's nothing that can harm us as Christians. Jesus has us in the palm of his hand. And we've got the armor of God that Paul talks about in Ephesians chapter 6. The belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the gospel of peace, peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, 
and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, the mighty Word of God. We have that to protect ourselves. Call on the name of Jesus Christ whenever you go through. And you know, we do go through seasons. We do go through seasons, that's for sure. We go through difficulties. We do. But we should pray and be alert. Keep on praying and calling on the name of Jesus Christ. That's what we're called to do. Now, we are refined. (laughs) Sometimes we feel like our prayers aren't being answered. We're like, God, why are you putting me through this? Why am I having to go through this? I keep praying, but you know, God's always got a better answer than we do. And we need to hold on to this scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope in a, fu- in a future. You know, I've made many errors in my life and I've taken deviations. Even after I came to the Lord, I had a grand plan to, to, to go to San Antonio. It's a long story. And and I was basically commuting, and, and it didn't work out. It was an opportunity to maybe make some money. Really, uh, It looked like a great opportunity, but that's not what God wanted me to do. And I was frustrated when it didn't work out. But God wanted me back here in Houston. He wanted me on this radio station. He wanted me preaching last night in my church. He wanted me involved in my ministries, and he brought me back here. Sometimes we just have to persevere. You know, trials come. Peter and First Peter talks about our faith trials come so that the proven genuineness of your faith may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. I love this scripture in James, James one twelve. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. We need to trust him. We need to lean on that scripture, Jeremiah 29.11. He's got plans to prosper us. He's got plans to take care of us. We get too impatient, and God wants to restore us. He wants to restore us. That that First Peter is such a beautiful letter. First Peter writes, "In the God of all grace, who called you to eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered for a while, will restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast." That's why I love the Open Door Mission. Because it's a holistic program, a seven-month program. It takes men in that are addicted, and it, and it starts every day in church. Provides medical, dental, legal, computer skills, training, gets them a job, takes men that were, had no hope and gives them the hope of Jesus Christ and a relationship with Christ and turns them into productive citizens. It's a wonderful program. That's why I'm on the board of directors, and that's why I keep promoting that. I'll be preaching there on Sunday, and the men, the transformation. They, they, we had a gala Friday night, and they talked about how they felt loved for the first time in so long when they walked onto the campus. That's who we need to be, and that's who God wants us to be. He wants to restore us. He doesn't want us want to deliver us. He just doesn't want to take us out of the situation. He wants to redeem us, deliver us, and restore us. There's an author and a pastor who tells a story about a young man who strayed from the Lord was finally brought back by the help of a friend who loved him. When there was full repentance and restoration, the pastor asked this Christian how it felt to to be away from the Lord. The young man said it was like being out at sea in deep water, deep trouble, and all his friends were on the shore hurling accusations at him about justice, penalty, and wrong. But there was one Christian brother who actually swam out to get him 
and would not let him go. He said, I fought him, but he pushed aside my fighting, grasped me, put a life jacket around me, and took me to shore. By the grace of God, he was the reason I was restored. He would not let me go. Well, God was the reason he was restored, because God will keep putting people, no matter what you go through, no matter the difficulties you have, he will keep putting people in your path to bring you home. It's like Luke chapter 15, and the the sheep and the coin and the prodigal son. And God says there's more rejoicing in heaven when one sinner comes to repentance. That's who our God is. He's always chasing us down. You know, we have authority. We don't always recognize it. We have authority. Jesus said in Luke thirty-one, thirty-two, those who are well have no need for a physician, but those who are sick, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He meant not just the people that were dealing with illness, the lepers and the other people, the paralyzed man, the blind men. He meant people who were sick because they didn't have God in their lives, because they weren't living the abundant life that Jesus wants for us. He came for us, for us sinners. I love this scripture out of First John, the one who does what is sinful is of the devil. You know, the devil masquerades as an angel of light. I mean, I chase those light. It's a false light. God is light. Jesus is light. And the devil's darkness. But he masquerades as an angel of light. And we chase these things that don't have any fulfillment for us, that bring us down, that that, that ultimately lead to, to death. Because the devil has been sinning from the beginning, John writes. The reason the Son of Man appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Hallelujah. He came to give us authority to destroy the devil's work. That's what we're trying to do at New Covenant Church Greater Heights. We're trying to be vessels for the Lord. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul actually calls us Christ ambassadors on earth. You know, an ambassador is someone with authority to speak and act for the master. You've got that authority to speak and act for him. We are Christ ambassadors on earth. We're put here. That's our purpose is to go help people. To, get the, to give them our testimony, what we walk through, and help them walk through the same thing. That's why we go through, one of the reasons we go through trials and tribulations. In, ch- in chapter 6, Paul begins the chapter with saying that we're God's co-workers. What an honor that is. In Mark chapter 16, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. We're starting street ministries. We're starting homeless ministries. We're helping with the open door. We're helping with prisons. We've had five people sign up to go into prisons through hope through all through Jesus. We go into prisons. They've been doing it for 40 years, by the way. We're just new kids on the block, but we're going to help them go in. And people find God in prison, and it changes their lives. I read a letter on here last week about a letter a man got from prison, a letter, love letter from God. It changed his life. I've had people call me up and ask me for copies of that letter. If you want one or if you want to connect with me or if you know someone that needs help, you can email me at Pastor John, that's J-O-N, Pastor John, J-O-N, at N as in Nancy, C as in church, C, N-C-C, greaterheights.org. Pastor John at N-C-C, greaterheights.org. If you'd like more information about our church, if you'd like to know when we meet, if you'd like to, to just visit with me about how good Jesus is, if you'd like to come to our church, if you know somebody that needs help, that needs to be in a faith-based recovery, please get a hold of me. In Matthew chapter 28, Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. 
And this is key. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus did not leave us orphans. He gave us the Holy Spirit. In Luke 9, 1 through 2, when Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and heal the sick. He wants us to go out and bring people into the kingdom before it's too late. Today is the day of salvation. He left us with the Holy Spirit to guide us, encourage us, lead us, and empower us. You have the power to witness to people about how good God has been to you. You have the power to share your testimony of being an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. You have the power to be the light of Christ. You have the power to show the love of God through your actions. You have the power to show the glory of God by showing how He brought you out of the darkness and into His marvelous life. And yes, you have the power, if you only have the faith, to deliver people from strongholds that are oppressing them, to lay hands and heal, call upon the blood of Jesus Christ. Demons will flee. You have that power. Do you exercise it? He wants you to. Listen, join us at 240 West 18th Street, Sunday nights in the Heights, 240 West 18th Street, 6 p.m. We'd love to meet you. You know, we love you at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, but God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.